Jessica Tapia loved being a PE teacher in Southern California, but currently she is no longer doing that job. Unfortunately, she was fired when posts on her personal Instagram account, I guess that's posts on her personal Instagram account, revealed her thoughts on God, the Bible, and cultural issues that are facing today. We'll talk with Jessica about what happened and why she had such an uncommon courage. I'm excited for us to talk with her today because we need more of this in today's world. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Krulaitis, your host, and thank you once again for joining us today. I do want to invite you to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you share this with your friends all in your mama circle because we have such great content every week. Again, like, share, and subscribe. Alrighty, here at the top of the show, I always want to invite all the moms that are listening to join our movement here at Moms for America. We are moms uniting all across the country to fight for faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution. You can check us out on our website, which is momsforamerica.us. Again, that is momsforamerica.us. So come on, mamas, join the movement. We would love to have you. Alrighty, on to today's program. Well, Jessica Tapia was delighted to secure a physical ed position at the very same high school she attended in Southern California. But unfortunately, she recently ended up being fired from that position. At the core of the conflict was how Jessica's Christian faith would impact her decision, how she would handle the gender choices of her students in the locker room, outside the locker room, and in regard to informing their parents. All righty. Well, welcome, Jessica, to the Moms for America podcast. We are so glad to have you. We're so excited to hear your story. You are an inspiration. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be on. Tell us a little bit quickly, uh, before we get into your story, a little bit about your family. Our moms love to know about everybody's tribes. Yeah, I'd love to. So I'm a mom of three. (laughs) I always say that three broke me. So um, (laughs) I have three too, by the way, (laughs) with my first, I, I still acted like I had it all together with my second kind of the same. And then it's like, God knew that I needed three because it just humbled me. And I'm like, yep, I need help. This is so hard, but it's also like the best thing I could ever be doing. I mean, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else, but, you know, getting to raise my children, um, raise the next generation. And especially in a time like this, where we, we have got to be making our little kiddos strong as can be and grounded, um, in the truth. So what's the age, what's the age man? Five, three and 18 months. Oh my girl, you are busy. (laughs) And then of course my, my middle one is a boy. So (laughs) (laughs) I have the opposite. I have two boys and a girl, but yes, I have three too. So I love it. Um, and you know, it is, there's nothing better than this. It's, it's, it's challenging, um, but Mm -hmm. it is so rewarding and there's Mm -hmm. nothing like it ever. So, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about your story here. Um, and, and this really all started on Instagram. So we've talked about how you were a teacher, uh, you're at the school and, um, 
you share some things on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, trying to help, trying to educate and trying to share mm-hmm. some information. Again, this was your private account and you were sharing your faith and some concerns. So tell us a little bit about your Instagram page and what you were sharing. Yeah. So it was actually this time last year, um, I had decided to go public with my profile. I was really um, starting to reach actually a lot of moms in a couple of different ways. Um, One, we actually learned um, of a diagnosis that our two-year-old son had. um, And we had gone round and round for months trying to figure out what was wrong with him. So when we, we finally found out, it was like, wow, I bet there's a lot of other moms out there that like need this info and need to know. And just really quick, what that was is we found out he had mycotoxins in his lungs, which is from mold exposure, which Uh is a lot more common than people realize. And, um, doctors and pediatricians were telling us that it was just asthma or allergies. Here's some stuff to essentially mask the symptoms. And my mom gut was like, no, 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 it's not that. I just know it's not that there, we need to get to the root. And anyways, eventually we found someone who helped us find the and root. All through, and through Instagram, you were able to talk I about started, this with the community. Yes, yeah. I started right. sharing that with, and then moms, like they came like, oh my goodness, my child has these same symptoms. Now you're making me wonder if my son or daughter has this diagnosis too. And I'm like, it's, it's much more possible than we realize. And then, and that people educate us on, please like test your child. Don't go through like months, right. and months, like we did of just going in circles. Um, anyways, so I was sharing that, mm-hmm. um, I had started a business and I just also really felt like it was, it was time to be more, more vocal about my beliefs and my, my stance, um, with things happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was about this time last year, I made my profile public and was sharing my opinions, my views, my beliefs, my experiences. And for whatever reason, um, students decided to look me up on Instagram. I have no idea why it could have been to see my kids that I talk about or Mm -hmm. my horse that they know I have and enjoy riding. Mm -hmm. And they found things like, right. Well, Instagram now really is like kind of the big connector. If you, if Mm -hmm. I guess it's really a place that everybody goes now. Mm -hmm. So if someone is curious about you, wants to see if anything, like you're saying anything about your personal family or life, that's where a lot of people go. If you have the Instagram. So now you're sharing about your faith. Mm -hmm. Um, you're obviously a a Christian woman and Mm -hmm. you're sharing about your faith and you started sharing about some concerns that you had, um, at school. How did that go? No, no, actually I never shared about anything regarding work or school, or that would probably make my case a lot different. So, okay. So nothing at all about school, just about your faith. Just my, again, my views, my beliefs, my opinions on things happening in the world. So the specific video that it seemed like these students found and were very upset by, and then from there just started like hunting on my page for other things that they could send into the district. Um, So the initial finding that they did not like was a video I made when I was shopping in Kohl's and I was just recording all of the pride clothing everywhere you turn, even in the baby section. Now they're making onesies that say pride on it. And I'm just like, 
I was in PetSmart the other day and PetSmart oh, yeah. has a whole pride section yep. now too for the dogs. Yep. So, okay. And yeah, it is just mind boggling because, you know, a 12 month old, a three-year-old, they, their mind cannot process what this, you know, symbol, this, this word is that they're wearing. And right. I don't, I don't understand why anyone thinks it's right to make that for, for a child. Um, again, so I'm just sharing with moms, like this is what's in Kohl's now. And I'm very big on, you know, if we have, we, if we have values, um, we shouldn't fund the very companies that are then funding and supporting things that are against our values. And so that's another thing that I share about on my page. So So you're sharing your concerns about the gender clothing at target. mm -hmm. Again, this is your private account. Yep. And I did, I mixed up when I said school, because I know that it, that you weren't sharing personal things about the school. So, but it, it, your school came after you is, is yes. basically what I should have said and in correcting myself in that you have the right, I would think to share whatever you want on your personal account. Yep. That's what I would have thought too, until, um, when, when I realized it was students, you know, I don't want my especially my current students, it's one thing if maybe they have graduated now and they're into college and they're wanting to, you know, connect and update me where they are in life. These are Mm -hmm. current students. I was now finding on my page, they were leaving really rude, awful comments on these videos and posts of mine that they didn't agree with. Once Mm -hmm. I realized they were students, I was just block, delete, block, delete. I don't want them on my page. So one of them came back after I had deleted their comment and said, too late, we've sent this into the school already. And I was just like, okay, like, like, I guess we'll see what happens next then. And the very next day I was pulled from my class. I think it was third or fourth period. Um, I'm a high school PE teacher, by the way, or I was, right. right. And I was pulled out by one of the principals and walked to the office and the assistant superintendent was sitting there waiting for me. And he said, something's been brought to our attention via or about your social media. We need to place you on paid administrative leave while we investigate this. He apologized to me probably five or six times because he knows me very well. I have a very, he knows you're a great teacher. I have a great rapport there. Um, You know, I've always had great evaluations. I've wonderful reference letters from administrators. Like this is, this is not making sense. Um, And so he told me I needed to leave, um, right then and there for my safety. So I went to my office, grabbed as much stuff or, as I can. Can I go back to that for my safety? Yeah. What does that mean? Exactly. I have no idea for me. All I could really do is sit there and imagine what these students possibly said to the district after again, finding my beliefs and taking issue with and, and toward my beliefs. And then I have no idea. I have no idea what they, um, said to the district. I mean, in, in one of my meetings or in my first meeting with the district after they've investigated, um, I was presented with, So summer went by, I really thought they're going to let this blow over, you know, my personal social media, you know, I'll make it private if that's something they're going to ask me to do. Um, and that's not what happened. They called me in, um, at the end of 
last July, right before the next school year was going to start. And I was just blindsided. I was presented with 13 allegations. Ranging from what? What would those allegations be? So I start reading them and it, it's like, okay, I think, I think I'm figuring out what, what's, what's happened here. So, um, one of them was that I broadcast sermons to my classes. Another one was that I talk about, talk to students about God and the Bible. Um, another one was that I don't call students by their preferred pronouns. But those first, as I'm reading these, go ahead. those, Those first two, Jessica, what would that, what would that be? Just your faith on your Instagram or do you listen to no, a podcast I, or all? Yeah. All of it, all of it was because of finding my social media right. and they dug because at the end, at the back of this packet of allegations were literally several screenshots of my posts. And do you know that over half of them were Bible verses? And it's just was flooring to me to sit wow. there and be presented with exhibits, exhibits, that are Bible verses from my page, right? As if, as if they're telling me you cannot post this because well, a student is, it has an issue with it. It's almost like they're telling you, you can't be a Christian teacher. You can't be exactly. who you exactly. are. That's actually, you can't uh, carry Christ with you. And right. I know that you weren't preaching in the classroom. You know, if right. you're listening to worship music here, or you make a comment about, God in your life or some of the things that are just absolutely normal situations right. that people right. do. They share hope. Right. Um, I know you, you weren't preaching in, in the, in the classroom, but they would take anything yep. that was, a, 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 a you know, that you were shining your light mm-hmm. and use it against you. Yes, that's, that's exactly what happened. And it's so interesting me to me that these allegations, they, they, why had they never come up before? If, if I was truly doing these things and students were taking issue to them, why Good were point. they not issues until my social media was found? Right. That's uh, very interesting to me as well. So I responded vocally to all of these allegations that were placed in front of me. Um, the one with broadcasting sermons, I told them the only thing I could think of that a student would make a claim like this based on is uh, I'm a PE teacher on Mondays. We go to the track. They have laps to do. I give them a running activity. I walk the track as they are doing bleachers or whatever, um, a mile that day, whatever it is. And that's the one day I let them listen to music while they get their laps done, whatever they want to listen to with their headphones. I don't put in headphones, but I also listen to something when I walk around just in my pocket loud enough for me to hear. So I said, yeah, if they walked by me, they might have heard hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. And it's, it's actually interesting too, because there's been times, several times when students have walked by me again, and it's loud enough for me to hear. It's not like I say, gather around class, please come listen to my favorite worship song or like, so it's, but I've had so many students walk by and, and they light up because they're like, Oh, I love that song. Or, Oh my gosh, Miss Tapia, what church do you go to? And so it's just, it's, I, I, I see it really for what it is. And it's just like the, the right group of students found these things, found my beliefs, sure. found my faith and took issue to it because it's so counter to theirs, I would assume. Right. And, and it's offensive um, to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, this triggers people now, if you're a Christian or if you don't agree with them, 
those that are supposed to be so tolerant are not tolerant of anyone else's right. opinions or beliefs. Right. So I know there was also that you were supposed to call people by pronouns, but you mm -hmm. were never asked to call people by pronouns, right? No, I never had a student come up to me and say, Mrs. Tapia, I now want to be, you know, this gender or referred to by this gender or, you know, like a complete name change. Of course, in the six years I've taught, I've always gotten like the nicknames. Some students have very long, confusing names. They don't want a teacher to butcher it. They're like, please just call me this. That's okay. absolutely normal. And I've always done that. Um, but I've never had a student, you know, come to me now wanting to be referred to by a name of like clearly the opposite gender or referred to by a pronoun that they are not, you know, biologically. And so, but in the meeting, they said, well, you did have one transgender student in your class and you weren't like referring to them by whatever they wanted to be referred by. And I'm just like, how is that fair? Because they never came and made that clear to me. Okay. And so it's, it's, in, it's interesting because it's like, it seems that students are, are, you know, getting caught up in this, the, the, what I believe lies in confusion about who they are, who they were made to be, but they, they don't even have the confidence in it. Some of them don't even have the confidence in it to be able to come to, you know, you as their teacher or even their friends and tell them like, I'm, I'm wanting to transition. Right. Or this is who I am now, but yet I, I, as a teacher, I'm getting in trouble for that. Cause I didn't, you know, what read their mind or right. it's just, yeah. it was like, no matter what I was, I was going to lose in this. Yeah, you were, but you really didn't lose because you stood no. your ground and right. you have made this part of your testimony. So you have 13 <laughs> grievances against you. Then they say you can come back, but you have to do what four or five things. What were those then? And where did yes. this lead? So after I um, vocally responded to all of those allegations, they took some more time to decide essentially what they were going to do with me next. So I had no idea what was going to come next. And then in September, they decided and they called me in for a second meeting and they had written me up for misconduct. So they presented me with that. That was going to be on my file now. And um, they said, you are lucky to still have your job. Oh. You are lucky we're bringing you back. And wow. I'm just sitting in this second meeting, like just feeling like I'm every word they <laughs> say, I just feel like I'm getting just punched in the gut. Right. Um, truly everything. And that led to next what really broke me because it brought such a realization to me, um, which you mentioned earlier, but they, they presented me with a plan of assistance and directives hmm. because apparently they've decided I need help as a teacher. Right. Um, hmm. And they, they, they painted the whole picture of how I was expected to return. They asked that I was to return and, and have special meetings with all the guidance counselors and administrators to make sure I'm getting my students pronouns perfectly and not messing up there. Um, mm. They let me know I was going to have several transgender students in my class this next school year. Um, you know, and it's like, it's not that I, I don't, I don't have an issue with a, any sort of student, you know, I love all my students equally and, you know, but the, again, they, they've taken my beliefs and they, they've made assumptions about who I am because this is the truth that I believe in, you know, that God created male and female and gender is not right. a choice that we can make. And it's just, it's so unfair, you know, to, to us, people like us who, 
who know and understand that true love is based in truth, right? where that's not their definition of love. And so we're seeing everyone use this word love, yet all have different, different definitions of it. And anyways, so. Yeah. And this whole gender identity becomes just a big, uh, it just becomes divisive. You know, it's, 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 it's causing all kinds of problems. And this is why I think I recently heard like 30% of the teachers are just retiring left Mm -hmm. Not oh, yeah. gonna, they're just yep. not going to do it in the public school system anymore because yes. they cannot deal with situations like yours. You can't be yeah. who you are. All yep. of a sudden you become, you know, the gender police and yeah. you don't want to be that. You just want to teach. Exactly. You just teach. Exactly. And after they presented me with all their expectations and directives, like I imagined going back, I oh. wouldn't even been able to think about my subject matter or my lesson plan because I would have been walking on eggshells, you know, trying to make sure I I got names and pronouns correct. And then at the same time withheld all of that information from parents. So I'll get into the directives now that were like my red flags um, in that meeting. So the first directive was that I I didn't have a choice. I had to call students by whatever gender or pronoun they wanted to be called by. Um, And that was like the first thing I, I was kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Um, And this, when they um, read that one, they vocally said, you need to withhold that information from parents too. If a student Mm. ever comes to you, um, you know, letting you know that. And I was like, hold on. And I, I asked them, are you asking me to lie to parents and the assistant inform them? Right. Yeah. The assistant superintendent said, yes, it's for the student privacy and it's the law. And again, I'm just thinking student privacy, like where's parental rights. What? Okay. So should we also hide like substance abuse on campus when we come right. across that should we also hide you know fights and bullying when when there should, should we hide bad grades why are Jessica, we like right if they were failing your class nobody right. would tell you to hide that from the parent exactly so again when you just say this out loud or someone's presenting this to you you're in your mind you're going this is absolutely crazy so now withhold from parents call them the preferred pronouns um, what about Christianity? I bet you they, yes, they the said third, you the third one. So there was like three in that meeting that I knew, um, you know, in my heart and soul, I can't go back and comply with these. And the third one was that I now have to refrain from speaking to students about God or the Bible. Um, and this is something I didn't really get to comment on earlier, but when I was presented with that allegation, I let my school district know when students come to me with a question about God or the Bible, I answer it because I'm a teacher and that's what I get to do. I get to educate from an educational perspective, not coercive, not persuasive. I learned about how to do that. Um, It is legal to bring your faith in if you're doing it in an educational manner and not again, coercing or persuading. I let them know Yes. If they ask me a question, I provide them with an answer and it, and it's according to my faith and beliefs that I do that. I mean, there's a verse in the Bible. I don't know exactly, but it says that we are to have an answer for the hope that we have for anyone that comes asking. And so I, I let my school district know that. And they decided from, from here on out, you, if a student comes to you, even themselves with a question, you need to 
essentially push them aside and, and say, this is not the time or place that you need to ask someone else or at a later time, like, and I'm just thinking, but what if I, what if I'm the only person in that, that student's yeah. life that they could have asked? And if I don't ever see them off campus, off school hours. And so I, that second meeting was definitely, yeah, I, I, I drove say. home from that meeting in tears, barely made it home. Probably. Yeah. I was such a wreck. I felt like I fell out of my car when I got in the driveway and my husband was just like, whatever just happened, you, you're not going back to this place <laughs> no, because he saw much. how much it broke me. But really what had happened that day, that meeting, I realized, as you mentioned earlier, I cannot be a Christian and a public educator. So, right. Your husband's like, I, I, this, this isn't worth it. And you know, oh, yeah. like you just said, you're having the realization that public school systems are just not at all. You know, we took my son out of public school, my youngest. I mean, the world is different. The world is different. They are so bold um, with their indoctrination and no tolerance at all for anyone that has anything mm -hmm. traditional value. So I, I get it. I don't even know what, what did you do now with, with the locker rooms? What were you going to do? Because this is is this happening? Um, are, are boys allowed in girls' locker rooms at the school? Is this something you had to do as a, as a gym teacher, as a physical ed? So I had not ran into any sort of issue like that yet, um, but that came up. So after, after receiving those directives, they were wanting me to show up back to work that Monday. I knew I had a decision to make and I was going to need some time. I went off on stress leave for about three months. I'm just praying wow. and seeking counsel and deciding what do I do? I essentially had three options, go back and obey these okay. directives right. and keep my job, do whatever I needed to keep my job, even if it meant sacrificing who I am and what I believe um, resign mm -hmm. or just speak up and say, Hey, these directives you've given me, like I'm ready. I want to come back to work and do my job, but I will not do these things. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, weighed my options and prayed and, um, God definitely gave me just some divine appointments and, I felt him guiding me to what exactly I needed to do. And at the end of December, my stress leave was up. I really did feel like mentally and emotionally ready to return and confident in what I was to do next. And so I emailed my district and said, um, my stress leave is up. I'm ready to come back to work. Um, but I would like you to know there's three directives that you've presented me with that I will not comply with. And here's why. And I broke down each directive, why mm -hmm. I would not comply with them. And of course, I speak from my faith because it's who I am. It's, you know, I'm who I am. I find, you know, in my faith, in my creator. And so I, I explained why I wouldn't comply with those based on my beliefs. And okay. so that's when they said, it sounds like you're asking for religious accommodation. So we need you to come in for a third meeting and we'll see if and how we can accommodate your religious beliefs. So I said, okay. So I went into that meeting. This was now this January, that meeting. And I go into it and the school district's attorney questioned me up and down, left and right on Christianity. Where do you go to church? What do you read? How often do you read it? Why um, is this any of their pastor? business? This is ridiculous. 
I'm sure you're sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. I'm getting it a fifth degree. It was on one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. It was like, I was trying, it was like, I had to prove to mm-hmm. these, what I would assume I I'm, I'm assuming it, what I would assume are these non-believers. I'm having to prove to them that I, I am a, a believer and I live my life in, you know, based on my faith and my beliefs. And so she had like three pages of questions for me and it just, it, it felt like I was being grilled on, on my faith. And they were also like, just like, you're on trial. Yeah. They were trying very hard to get me to like change up my stance really like, mm. you know, well, would you be willing in this, in this case, would you, <sighs> what about in this case? And, you know, wow. I stood, I stood firm in my answers and, and in my faith. And so at the end of that meeting, they said, is there anything else we need to know about that you won't do in, in your position because of your faith? And I said, well, I'm in a unique position. I'm a PE teacher. I oversee a a female locker room. So I'll let you know now I won't be letting biological males into the female locker room. And they said, we have a whole other issue then because you have to, if that's what they're presenting as a female and what they want to be, they get to choose to use that locker room. And I just like, all right, this is, this is maybe confirmation that this is not going to work out for me. And I, you know, I didn't really respond to that in that meeting. I just, I learned essentially that that was another directive being placed on me. And, um, they said, well, we're going to take some time to, you know, review this meeting. And, um, if you have any accommodation ideas, you can email them, um, to us. And so I did, you know, showing I'm, I'm trying to keep my job here. Here's some ideas, you know, that I have, um, about a week after that meeting and they reviewed my accommodation ideas. I, I just got an email late January, um, essentially my termination letter and they broke down, um, why none of my accommodation ideas would work and Mm. explained why they couldn't accommodate me. Mm. And really at the end of the letter in bold writing, it said, we cannot accommodate your religious beliefs. Therefore we're releasing you from employment official January 31st. Wow. Well, I want to go on to the, to the lawsuit after this, because I'm I'm sure there's you you've checked with attorneys, but before we get there, Jessica, I want to know, did other teachers come alongside you? I mean, I, my guess is is that other teachers are dealing with this same situation, um, variations of what was, what was it like as far as your, you, you know, your other fellow workers at the school besides the students? It, it was silent. No, no one knew. No one knew. Okay. Yeah. No one knew. It was just like, I was plucked out of school that one day and no one knew why. And, you know, I maybe had one or two reach out to see, you know, what was happening, where I was, if I was coming back, but being that it was in the middle of an investigation, Mm. I really couldn't speak on anything. And so it was really, it was really weird. It was very, very lonely. Um, And again, this, this truly only came about for me because students decided to seek me out on social media and found there, you know, all of my beliefs that I'm very vocal about there. And so it's just like, 
it could have happened to anyone. It just sure. students happen to choose me. And um, so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think, well, you know, it, teachers... you know, it's happening all across the country with teachers. I like do this. now. Same oh, gosh, situation. Yes. Now, now, you know, I, because. Yep. Now that my story is, is like out there, um, I have like one video that's gone viral and it still is. I'm getting hundreds of messages from teachers and parents and people even in other countries. I mean, this is, this is a worldwide issue and really evil that we are seeing just infiltrate. Um, and, and the worst, worst part is that it's, it's after the most innocent, children, you know, and it's, it requires us as adults to be the voice for the voiceless and not to say that children don't have a voice, but they're children, you know, so they don't tend to be listened to, you know, like an adult would. And, and we have got to come in and, and come between this as adults and be the shields for children and be the voice Mm -hmm. for children, because it's, it's, it's after them. The devil is, is smart in his tactics and, spiritual warfare. What are you telling other teachers, other moms like you that are maybe in the public school system still? Um, you said your, your video went viral mm-hmm. is, are other teachers fighting this at their schools? Are people leaving? Are people just giving up and saying, I'm only going to go to Christian schools. I'm going to homeschool, uh, people that are in the education field. What are you hearing all across the country from? Oaks yeah. Um, a variety of things. I have definitely heard a lot of stories where teachers have, you know, just came and shared with me. That's why I resigned. That's why I resigned. That's why I resigned. Yeah. Uh, and I, I understand that resigning. I was thinking heavily about doing, um, right. but the, I really, the Lord came in right at the last minute and was like, no, 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 that's not what I'm calling you to do. I, I want, I want to use you. I want to use your voice and your story. And, um, you know, called me to stand up and, and really my pastor put it correctly. He said, resigning would have been quitting on this, yeah. you know, resigning doesn't make a difference. And so that that's the truth. And really, so I'm, I am. And eventually st- everyone may have to resign. You yeah. may have to walk away. They will fire you. They'll do whatever they want when they don't want you there. They'll make it so uncomfortable oh, yes. that you, you can't show up. And, and what keeps coming yeah. in the back of my mind is when they said for your safety. And those are other issues that teachers are facing too, is right. it is, it is becoming very uh, antagonistic and violent and crude and horrible. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's many factors to all this. So thank there you for, for speaking out now. What's going on now? Do you have a lawsuit? Can you give us any information? I'm sure you've uh, spoken to attorneys about uh, the discrimination against you. Yes, I'm being um, represented by Advocates for Faith and Freedom. Um, so they are um, representing me pro bono and we've, we have filed a lawsuit Um in federal court with five, five causes of action. So I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to how, you know, what will come of this. And my story is so much more than my own. For me, I, I really feel like the direction mm-hmm. this goes and the decision that's made in this case, it's going to set the precedence for the country sure because, you know, as we spoke on earlier, we've, we've now come to this place where it's like a, you have to essentially decide, do you, you know, commit to being a Christian and living out, you know, the truth, or do you choose to be 
a public educator and, you know, bury what you believe, right. you know, and the, the thing about that is the longer you, you, you bury your beliefs, even if it's just for eight hours a day, which is essentially what even my union rep was asking me to do. He goes, we know a lot of Christian teachers that make this work, you know? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I'm not a lot of Christian <laughs> teachers. Cause I, I'm not, there's, I don't see how this can work, you yeah. know? And, and especially uh, when you were targeted, I mean, right. As, as you look at it, I'm sure now looking, you know, in the rear view mirror, mm-hmm. you're like, God just opened up an opportunity for you to share your faith and mm-hmm. to inspire and encourage other teachers and mm-hmm. other moms to be in the game, be in the game, you know, be awake, be a yes. Christian, be a light. Uh, this is such a dark world. And I know that that is what your point is. The world is so dark and empty. Mm-hmm. If you can shine wherever you shine, yep. right? Whatever small glimpse of hope, you're right. not going to turn your back on that. And you can't right. be something that you're not. And that's what right. I so appreciate about your story. Um, so right now, is there anything that we can help you with? I think there is a, a Give, Sign, Go fund that would help you speak the truth and inspire other folks and share your story. Tell us about how we can help you. Yeah, my best friend made me that. Um, my teacher salary is really what mainly supported my family. Um, honestly, my husband's construction income was kind of um, just like an addition to my salary. And so now we're really having to reroute things and figure out how to live on, on his income. And so I'm working on, you know, being able to add what I can to that, but, um, our life definitely got turned upside down, but it's, it was a step out in faith and God has just shown us blessing and miracle after miracle. And, and truly every time, I'm, I'm hit with another one. I'm just like, I just want to shout to the world, like take the step out in faith because on the other side of it, like when you, God yeah. just asks us, asks us to be obedient. And once we, we act in obedience, he takes it from there. And it's so amazing. It's so amazing to see, you know, the body of Christ come together and support and just the, the miracles he brings, whether it's, I, I went to get a, a new gym pass because my previous gym pass was like ridiculously expensive. So I went to a new little cheap gym and someone decided to pay for my pass. I shared my story came about, we connected and he was like, I'm, I talked with my wife. We want to pay for your pass for the next year. And I'm just what? Right. And things like, like that. Right. I, have, I have story after story. I that am so sure. Since, since is stepping out in faith. God is just like, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm speechless. I mean, just the other day, um, someone made a huge contribution to my give, send go that I still don't think I've fully processed. And, um, and I, I had just prayed the simple prayer that we could have enough money for our next mortgage. And then God sent a contribution of nearly three mortgages. And I'm just like, this is what happens. Like, I just want to share with the world, like, this is what he can do when we really put him first, live out his truth and obey him. Yeah. He'll take care of us. He does. He takes care of us again. That's give, send, go. It's give, send, go uh, forward slash, right? Mm -hmm. Speak the truth. Um, You can donate to Jessica and her efforts. Um, special thank you to the organization that is helping you 
um, mm -hmm. with these legal uh, fees and doing that pro bono. So that was an yes. answer to prayer. And you know what, too, Jessica, Not, we don't know where God's bringing you, but whatever place that you would teach next or whatever mm -hmm. opportunities you have, you obviously know things are different this year than they were from last year. And God's yeah. called you to speak the truth. So mm -hmm. thank you for yep. doing that. Any last closing words to our moms? Um, you're dealing with high schoolers. You're mm -hmm. dealing with the culture on a regular basis. The last six years, you have little ones. Um, you're kind of in both worlds, high school, and then mm -hmm. you with little ones as a mom. So uh, I always like our moms to kind of close out with some just encouraging words for the moms that are listening today. Yeah, um, we we have to remember that our children are they're little sponges and they are constantly being discipled by something or someone. Yeah. And let that be you. Let mm -hmm. that be you because anyone else, it's whether it's kids YouTube, right, or public education or, you know, their tablet or their peers, it's, it's going to be a gamble and it's not looking like a good gamble nowadays. I mean, even, even things that are supposed to be for kids are just infiltrated by just evil. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's funny because maybe a year or two ago, I would, would have told you that I'm not going to keep my kids in a bubble. And I just told my husband the other day, I'm keeping my kids in a bubble and yeah. I have no shame about it. I just don't things, times are different and, yeah. and they're children, they're yeah. so moldable and they are looking for direction and guidance and let that come from me. Because if it comes from anything else, we might be in trouble and their souls are at stake here. Yeah. They are shredding the innocence of the children and we have to as moms, right? We're the great, we're the mm -hmm. protectors. We're the, mm -hmm. We say this all the time, we're the mama bears, yep. you know, and all these issues are coming at our kids and they are just not capable of dealing mm -hmm. with this world is dishing out. So thank you, Jessica, for being a warrior and um, really just being courageous. Uh, you're one of those mamas that we love to highlight because people listen to you. And whenever those situations come up, they recall mm -hmm. And this oh. is how we inspire one another, right? Yep. From stories yep. like this. Mm -hmm. So, That's well, awesome. thank you. And you keep fighting, Mama. Um, we'll I love will. to know what happens. And uh, oh. it's going to be an in interesting with this lawsuit because you yes. have your own personal freedoms and your own religious freedoms. Right. And you are an American with your own rights, God given right. rights. So, uh, yep. I'll be curious to see and we'll be praying for you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Alrighty. Well, thanks again, Jessica, for joining us. What an amazing story. And we will keep you in our thoughts and prayers. You're going to do great things uh, and being a warrior all across the country for, for teachers and for moms. So moms, we have to stay in the battle just like Jessica did, right? Whatever we can do to fight against the culture, protect our children and support each other in this battle. Um, it's because it's the truth. The truth is worth fighting for, especially when it comes to our daughters and especially when it comes to the safety of them in the locker rooms and our kids at every corner, the world's coming at them and just really trying to redefine who they are. But we as parents are standing up and we are fighting back. That's what we're doing here at Moms for America. I just want you to know the amazing resources we have for you as a parent. 
Uh, we have events, we have programs, we have teachings, we have uh, homeschool initiatives, we have Liberty Kids Club, we have just about everything you can imagine. And that's why every week I encourage you to go to our website, which is momsforamerica.us to find out all about our initiatives and our programs. Uh, when you're there, would you also go ahead and sign up for our newsletter? That's how we can communicate with you and connect with you about all of our upcoming webinars that we have or resources and uh, get you in our community. Um, while you're there on our website, I also encourage you to stop by and check out our signature program. This is a great program for you moms. It's called the Cottage Meetings. It's 12 lessons that will inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage. So you can share those principles of liberty right there in your home and right there in your community. This program, along with our many other programs, will help inspire you to impact your family in a very, very powerful way. We say this, right? It's like from parental rights to public policy. It's from the kitchen table to Congress. Moms for America truly does have it all. So please check us out so we can help you in your journey through motherhood. Also, if you have an idea or a topic that you would like to discuss, just like we did today with Jessica, uh, please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. I would love to hear from you and get your feedback. All right, moms, we believe that liberty begins at home. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired today. We believe that you moms are the heartbeat of America. And that's why this movement is so powerful because moms like you are working so hard to save our country and protect our children. Again, here at the close, I just want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your mom's friend, mama friends. Uh, we also look forward to seeing you next week for another inspiring, informative discussion for mamas just like you. And as always, let's keep changing our world one home at a time, and I'll talk with you soon.